Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am Tony Serino alongside Christopher Carter, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, we are taking your questions. It's a Friday mailbag episode of Locked On Steelers as we answer your questions about Steelers Patriots. Welcome to the show. You can find more of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the new Himalaya app, wherever you find podcasts, search Locked On Steelers, hit that subscribe button. Make sure to get your daily dose. You can follow us on Twitter at LO Steelers. You can find us on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, hit like on the Facebook page, but make sure you also join the Facebook group. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Steelers. The opening week of the NFL is brought to you by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Promo code locked on gets you 20% at MacWeldon.com. Chris, are you sure you really don't miss covering Antonio Brown? Who? I don't even know who you're talking about, bro. And and you, you don't you remember AB Antonio Brown he wore 84 on the Steelers a couple years ago? I- Listen, I remember this guy, Antonio Bryant. Growing up, he was a very good receiver for the Pitt Panthers. I think he went to the Buccaneers, but he, he didn't pan out too well. Um, or you mean San Antonio Holmes? I mean, I mean, yeah, sure, he was a problem child, but he was Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny you bring up the name Bryant because Martavis Bryant, after being traded from the Steelers, may end up playing more games than Antonio Brown. Um, that, that, how, how wild is it, Tony, that it, last year, Kevin Colbert said, hey, guys, guys, if you trade me the pick that I'm going to use to get Mason Rudolph, I'll give you Mark Tavis Bryant, and he gets them about 260 yards and a fumble. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all. That's yeah, all they ever got on Mark Tavis Bryant. And then next year he's like, hey, guys, hey, guys, I know I burned you last year, but how about Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth? I'll use that to get Deontay Johnson and Zach Gentry and use this to have the confidence to trade up to go get Devin Bush. Yeah, that, that sounds great. And now they might not even get a single yard out of Antonio Brown. I mean, <sighs> they, but here's the thing. Well, they could have seen Martavis coming because the worry with Martavis was always that, you know, he was going to fall back into his the, the, the same routine there. And right. that is what ended up happening. And with AB, I mean, you know, the warning signs were there all off season. I mean, he would just got, you know, he just kind of crazier and crazier. And, and now yep. here we are. Yep. Um, he's getting suspended by the Raiders. Last we heard, you know, we we're recording this at halftime of the of the Thursday game. They they say an announcement is coming. We haven't heard one yet. It's ten o'clock now on the East Coast. Although you know Oakland's out on the West Coast, so anything can happen throughout the night. There is a lot of speculation that Antonio Brown will not ever play a down for the Oakland Raiders, and I believe it. Um, it, it might even be the NFL. I yeah. mean, who, who's touching this guy? Well, who? there's one team that I don't want to mention. I mean, I, okay. So for all those who say the Patriots, what if the Patriots? We're not. We're not throwing it out. We're not putting that out there. Listen, listen. We're not I, putting that out there. I understand the fear, but Bill Belichick has a Super Bowl champion team with the best quarterback that that, that we've seen since Montana, and you think he wants to jeopardize all of that for this one guy? They're fine. They don't need him. They're they're good. They and don't you, need him, but. Boy, if they got him and they got him to to calm down a bit, I mean, I can't even. No, see, that's why I'm not. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want you're to think not, about it. Let's let's start. Let's talk about Steelers Patriots this week and not because Fred in our Facebook group asked, you know, how would the Steelers match up against Antonio Brown in the playoffs against the Patriots? And I don't even want to think about that stuff. Let's think about this week's game. The injury report is out again. The practice participation report, pretty much the same as. In fact, it is exactly the same 
as it was yesterday. Sean Davis did not practice again, which, Chris, I think that rules him out entirely for this game on Sunday. And now the question becomes not, you know, is he going to play on Sunday? The answer to that question is no. It's, boy, could this could this actually keep him out another week if he, if he comes back and can't practice next week or is limited and maybe he can't play against Seattle either? Yeah, that's that's the danger right there. I mean, I think the Steelers are going to be fine this week with keeping their their scheme together. I think Kelly has done a good enough job, and Hilton knows the knows the defense. So those two who uh, they reportedly are going to be replacing Davis, I think those two will be able to fill in at safety well enough. But I do think it's important that Davis gets back soon. It's also a bad look for him if he doesn't get back soon because this is his contract year. And, yeah. I, I, and I know no one expects him to re-sign with the Steelers, but he needs to show the world that he can be a quality free safety. Um, there's no guarantee that he's just going to fly off the market because, I mean, look at the safety market nowadays. Everyone thinks, oh, Eric Berry, Mike Mitchell, and Trey Boston, and all these guys were going to get money, and, and they just continue to sit there. Eric Berry, I think, is still unsigned in the NFL. Yeah, right. no, you're right. He is, and and I, th- I think this is good. this will be Sean Davis. I believe this will be his first missed game ever in his career. So he has been somewhat of a warrior throughout his career. But um, I guess he's got an ankle sprain. It's probably a high ankle sprain if he's if he's going to miss this much time. Um, and if, if really if he, if he can't practice going into next week, that'll kind of confirm it. Yeah. So uh, that's the danger there for the Patriots. Still, it's tight end Matt Lacoste, La- uh, La- uh, safety Obi Malafonwu and wide receiver Demarius Thomas. The big name there is Thomas. He would probably start for the Patriots at outside receiver. Um, if I So the the actual injury report itself, as far as guys who are listed as out and questionable and whatnot, is going to come out uh, as you're listening to this. My I would anticipate that Sean Davis will be listed as out and all of the Patriots. I mean, this is what Belichick does. He lists like half the roster as questionable. Of course. Um, so probably Demarius Thomas, Obi Melifon, and Matt Lacoste will be listed questionable, along with you know twenty six other guys on the Patriots. All right. So today we're going to take your questions. I tried to keep these pertain to just Steelers and Patriots. So if you asked a question that was kind of outside of the scope of that, I apologize. We're not going to get to that tonight. We got a lot of questions. I'm going to try and keep it to just those questions. Uh, so let's start with uh, Daniel, who writes in, is there a position group that you think could let us down? And also, is you, is there one you think could surprise everyone? Chris, what, what position group do you think might might let the Steelers down this week? If I was to say a position group that let the, that let the Steelers down, um, it, it might be the linebackers. You know, if if they you know this is their there's no guarantee that they're going to just come out here and cover everything that the patriots do don't forget that james white led this led the patriots in receptions and receiving touchdowns last year for a reason he's like he's a he's a really nasty guy to cover um he he's very quick his shake routes are tough to are tough to stick with there's no guarantee that the steelers are just going to lock those guys up um, and they're going to be for, tasked with stopping the run. Um, if they don't stop the, stop the the Patriots run and and Brady can rely on his running backs to get cheap yards, that's going to make it a lot harder for the rest of the defense to do their job. And it's going to it's going to negate the pressure that the defensive line can get. So it's going to be all about can they shut down the run? Can they t- go gap to gap? And can they take away those underneath passes that Brady loves to his his running backs? I, but I think that if the Steelers are going to lose, that's what's going to be what ends up killing them defensively. Um, there's also the chance that the offense could could let them down. I think Ben Roethlisberger also needs to be on watch. Again, he hasn't played the, the Patriots and not thrown an interception since 2007, and that was a game that they got shellacked in. So um, I, I, I think if I was to choose defensively, saying the linebackers, offensively, I'm saying the quarterback. 
Yeah, I, I'm 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 with you on the linebackers defensively. I think on on the offensive side, I would say wide receiver, just because there's a. I think you know, Steeler fans have gotten themselves excited about this wide receiver core, especially a guy like James Washington. And, and you know, Juju in, in this season, I think Juju's going to be fine. As I've said before, I think in this game in particular, Bill Belichick is going to scheme Juju out of this one. Um, and so that's where I think Steeler fans might be disappointed if James Washington doesn't have the breakout game and, and this team just struggles to move the ball, especially on third down situations, if there isn't a, a, a second option in this offense. Okay, Tony, so about Juju. Yeah. Did you see J.C. Jackson? I did see this, yes. What did you think? So, you know, this is very unpatriot-like, right? Because what happened was uh, J.C. Jackson was asked about – the question was something like, you know, uh, defending elite receivers – and J.C. Jackson said, who are you talking about? And the reporter said, Juju. And he said, you think Juju's elite or you don't? Something like that. You know, it kind of went back and forth with the reporter. So it wasn't exactly like he said, you know, J.C. Jackson went out and said, he is not an elite re- receiver. It was kind of implied in the conversation. But even still, very strange from J.C. Jackson. Um, you look, is this going to put a chip on the shoulder of the Steelers? They don't need one. I mean, the Steelers have every chip going from everything that has been said throughout this offseason. And the fact that they are six-point underdogs in this game, right? I mean, I don't think the Steelers needed this, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I think I think it's it's right on the money with they, they need to have a chip on their shoulder. They need to come in there focused. They, they need to not care that he even said this. But, you, you know, if, I, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm – hey, Juju, let me, let, me, let me tell you what he yeah. said. Oh, yeah. and, 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 let, and let him know. And, because, and, and, and I'd like to see Juju fired up making making the play because I do think they're going to double team him and take him out the game and force Ben to go to other guys um it's going to be very interesting to see how they do this but man oh man um and for me it's like JC Jackson it's like I get it Stefan Gilmore said that if Gilmore said it I'd be like you know what Gilmore all right you you the man but you're gonna have to back up your words JC Jackson like hold up bruh you you are you are literally like Anthony Smith when he said that when he when he said what he said back in the 2007 uh, the yeah. Patriots. You know yeah. it's like like yeah, you may have a ring but calm calm down sir. You're not even on Juju's stratosphere so he needs to relax. Yeah, he, yeah. And, and listen, this this is one of those things where you kind of hope Juju does go out and put up big numbers to just to just to kind of stick it in the face of JC Jackson and, and the Patriots. All right, we're going to go to break here when we come back more of your questions about Steelers Patriots. Hey, before we continue, I want to let you guys know about DraftKings. It's time to celebrate. Football is finally back. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football, has huge week one contests. The first one starts this Thursday night when Chicago and Green Bay kick off the season in a single-game showdown with $2.5 million in total prizes up for grabs. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from the season opener, Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code LOCKEDON will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a shot at a million-dollar payday. Get in on the season opener action. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code LOCKEDON. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. And new users, don't miss this extra special week one bonus. Enter my promo code Locked On and get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code Locked On only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 
All right, Chris, got another question here from Jake who writes in. He says, so it's Grimble then, is it? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a – Chris, you and I talked about this pretty much through all of training camp and all of preseason that a veteran is coming at tight end, a veteran is coming at tight end, and yet not only is it Grimble, but it's Grimble and Gentry behind Vance McDonald going into this game. Yeah, that's uh... – that's uh that, that that's that's rough. It's not um, ideal. It's not yeah, ideal. It, it, it's not the thing that I would expect. But um but hey, I mean maybe they uh, here's my here's my hypothesis on that. I think they tried very hard to get someone that they thought would fit their system and wouldn't break their bank uh for the plans that they have moving forward. And it just didn't work out. They just didn't get the guys um uh, and so they said, "Well, we're just going to rock out for now and then try again later maybe with a trade down the road." Um you know, and, and and this is but this is also why I wasn't jumping on like Logan Paulson or whoever all Luke Wilson. I think that was one of the guys. Yeah, Luke Wilson was people. big on Steelers Twitter. Yeah, but I was just like, why would they tr- get? Why would they get rid of their trash for someone else's trash right now? Like, like they these guys were cut for a reason. They need a guy that's not gonna that you're not gonna say maybe he can work out. They need a guy that that is a surefire number two tight end. And you know, back in the day, that could be a Matt Spade. But, you know, any guy that came in there, especially if they're young, it would take time for them to learn the system, to develop chemistry. They have to develop chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger, whereas Grimble at least knows what Ben likes. And and he's at least he has he doesn't have a good track record, but he has a record with Ben. Um, and, and Gentry's at least gotten to know Ben Roethlisberger a little bit more. Those are the things that I think that count more than just, hey, let's grab this random guy who I think I saw some tape on and maybe could possibly work with them. And, you know, in the meantime, we get rid of this other guy who we're not, we're, you know, we're, we're we're not happy with. But at the same time, you know, he at least knows our system. Um, I just I don't think that's the move. If they if they do make a move sometime this season and it could still come, um, it, it will it will be for a guy that they know can produce at the position. And the other thing we should talk about here is, look, we haven't seen this team line up in the regular season yet. We don't know what kind of packages they want to bring. It is very possible that the two tight end sets that we've seen from the Steelers of years past, you know, may just not be in the cards this year. And they may want to go, look, this team ran so much four wide receiver last year. I believe in preseason, all they ran was 11 personnel, right? They didn't run anything other than 11 the entire preseason. That means one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. It just could be that, that we're not going to see as much two tight end anymore. And so they don't feel like they need to be as deep and they can keep Gentry on the roster and, and try to develop in that way. They are thin, no doubt about it. But that, and I'm not saying that they're thin by design, but I don't know that, they're, that, that there's necessarily panic within the, organi- within the organization because they don't have real depth at tight end like they have had in the past with McDonald and Jesse James. All right, Ken writes in, Chris. He, this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this to you. Uh, he says, why does Tony hate the Steelers? <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, clearly Tony hates the Steelers because he just needs pain in his life. That, that's what it is. He drinks black coffee. Actually, I drink black coffee. He drinks... Uh, he drinks stout beers and only stout beers. I actually do. That's a true. That's a true statement. Ugh, that's disgusting. He drinks when he when he drink when he drinks liquor. He drinks like gasoline moonshine and, and straight up with with no ice, no flavor, <laughs> no anything. When he eats when he eats chicken, he doesn't even season it. He's just like, let me just boil it, tear the skin off, and just eat it. 
complaining and disgusting. He just loves to feel pain in his life. That is what Tony wants to go through. Um, no, uh, it's just, it's just. Uh, <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. I think you, I think, you know, I was going through each of those like, yeah, that's true. Also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, I was see- actually, I just got done eating the, the plainest chicken you've ever had in your life. So uh, that was my dinner tonight. So uh, Zach, on, Zach on Twitter writes in, do you see Ben Roethlisberger throwing for 350 yards and leading this team to a win? And I'm going to leave this one to you too, Chris, because I have the Steelers losing this game. So my answer to that question is no. Uh, do you see Ben Roethlisberger though throwing for 350 yards on the road in New England? No, I don't see him throwing for 350 yards. I have him winning. I think the run game is going to be balanced enough. They're going to play some possession football, and I think that's what's going to dictate the night. These are going to be longer possessions that 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 go throughout the game with occasional shorter possessions because of turnovers. And I think what's going to determine the game are are who commits the the, the turnovers and when and where they can and who capitalizes on them. Um, but I, I think Ben finishes with about 280 300 yards in that range not 350 i think it's going to be the run game that that uh that kind of puts things away for the steelers i also think that the defense is going to come up big and they're not going to need to throw the ball as much but that's just my opinion yeah i think if, i think 350 is probably a number that's in the danger zone for the steelers because that would mean that the steelers really got away from the run it's it's, it's pass 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 and and you have to imagine they're playing from behind at that point yep right um yeah i would say Less than 350 yards is probably better for the Steelers. Although, you know what? I mean, I guess they could just go wild and win by 100. Please, Steelers, win by 100. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Fred writes in, if the game comes down to a Boswell field goal, how nervous will you be? I mean, I'm not going to be nervous. Either way, I'm making money. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but if, if I was to be the Steelers fans, I'd be reasonably nervous. I mean, one, it's an away stadium. Two, this is your first time back. And if he doesn't hit it, then you know all the narratives come right back. Um, but you know, if if I'm if I'm me, if I like if Chris Carter is is on the Steelers right now, and I see Boswell going out there, I'm like, go ahead, man, go go win us this game. I, I think that he's. I would give him. I'd have every confidence that he's going to hit that kick. I still believe that last year was a fluke, and that he's going to get back on track to being himself. Now, if it's like a 53 yarder, okay, then I'm a little worried. But if it's like 45 to 50, you know, any, anywhere from 45 to 48 or below, um, I'd, I'd be like, man, he's nailing that. Yeah, there, there are two players that I expect are going to make 2018 seem like a very weird year. And one of them is Chris Boswell. The other one is James Washington. Um, and that'll bring us to this other question we got. Uh, Dezo writes in, on Sunday, uh, what do you need to see from the defense and the offense to be able to, to claim clear progress from last season, and I'll start with the offense. I, I want to see James Washington become an integral part of this offense. I still think Moncrief is going to be the number two guy, but I want to see Washington involved in this offense throughout. That, for me, is going to be that kind of clear progress from last season and ability to find offense, not just through Juju, but through other weapons, and specifically James Washington, to me, is going to be a very good sign, not just in this game, but going forward for the offense. What do you think, Chris? What do you need to see from offense and defense in order to, to claim that kind of progress year over year? Absolutely with the offense. It's about efficiency. Ben Roethlisberger too many times. And I know everyone says, oh, Antonio Brown made him throw the ball to him a thousand times. No, he would throw it on because he was the best receiver in football and he was always open. And even when he wasn't open, there was times he would make ridiculous plays. 
Ben Roethlisberger needs to come on for that. He need, and he's had this problem since since he started. I mean, he, you know, Heath Miller was his whoopie. San Antonio Holmes was his whoopie. He he's always had some guy that he could trust like that. Heinz Ward was that when he first started. Um, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger needs to learn learn to process the field better, to be efficient, efficient with 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 his decisions and 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 how he chops people up going down the field. That's what will tell me that this offense is moving forward and that Randy Feekner is actually making a difference because if if Ben Roethlisberger comes out in this game and is locking on to his primary reads and not moving when the Patriots take it away, um, that would be an area of concern because the whole theory behind how the Steelers are going to overcome losing Le'Veon Bell and losing Antonio Brown completely relies on I me. Mean, the defense has to be much better, and I think they will be. But it completely relies on Ben Roethlisberger being the quarterback that doesn't need the superstars. You know, he he told Ryan Switzer in the offseason, "Why can't we be like this?" Well, Ben, you're the, you're the guy. You know, it's like he, you have the opportunity to make these types of decisions and make these kinds of throws, and it's up to you to be more efficient. I think he will be, but that's where I'd say. That, that's where the growth has to be. It has to be with his decision-making, his process, processing the field, and not making the critical errors. He had 16 interceptions last year that led the NFL. I know everyone's like, well, he threw the most. You still need to keep that in check. That's where I, I need to see the improvement if I'm the Steelers. Defensively, I'm really just looking. I mean, turnovers are going to be the big thing on the season. But if we're talking about just this Sunday against the Patriots, this is a great test for the Steelers' ability to cover running backs out of the backfield, to, to cover the short middle of the field, to cover down the seams, right? That's how Brady's going to attack this team. We talked about this yesterday. He's not an attack outside the numbers guy. Um, so that is where the Steelers have struggled in the past. That's where they've struggled in this matchup, in other matchups against good offenses. Um, I think that's what I'm looking for, number one, and that's where guys like Mark Barron and Devin Bush and the ability for this defense to be more versatile in the middle of the field with that, with the safety looks. Um, I think that that's what I'm looking for in this game defensively. What about you? What's the, the progression you're looking for in this game? Absolutely. It's cover. It's covering the middle of the field. It's and, you know, one. I'd like to see uh, the communication I felt was there last year. It, it, yeah. it, they took away big plays. There was a huge improvement in that field. Now they got to take away the underneath plays and, and capitalize on the turnovers. Those are the big things. I think they have the coverage unit, you know, in, you know, in the secondary right now. Still need to see Steven Nelson actually play, um, but I, I think it's covering the underneath routes, taking away those, and and capitalizing on mistakes. There were too many times last year where where other teams threw the ball right at them, and the Steelers didn't capitalize. Um, they need to have those plays go their go their go their way this year. All right, one more break. When we come back, we're going to finish up your questions about Steelers Patriots. Hey, before we continue, I want to let you guys know about my bookie. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you just keep walking? Of course you take the money, so why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. Did you know that you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. 
Visit mybookie.ag today. Enter promo code Locked On to double your first deposit. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Chris, Joseph writes in. He wants to know, what are the chances you guys make a bet against each other for the game? Better yet, bet jerseys. If the Steelers win, he has to get uh, Tony has to get a James Conner jersey. If the Patriots win, Chris has to get an XFL Duck Dynasty jersey. Now, here's the problem I have with this, Chris. Is I don't want to bet against you and bet against. Like, I don't want to be cheering against the Steelers in this game. That's why I don't really want to make a bet. Okay, first of all, who keeps making jersey bets with you? Like, like, come on, man. Let 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 let's let let's be okay. This is ridiculous. No, no, we're not. We're not betting. First of all, I'm not putting money on the line over over a Steelers game. Well, would you do this? Would you put Twitter avatar on the line? Twitter? Ew, no. That, that's 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 one way to get. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Hold on. I'm just gonna propose this. You tell me yes or no. Okay. If the Patriots win, you change your Twitter avatar to Landry Jones in a Steeler uniform, right? <laughs> Perfectly fine. Maintain the fact that you're a Steelers reporter. If if the, if the Steelers win, I will change my Twitter avatar to Keith Butler. <laughs> and we'll do that until, you know, we'll go Sunday to Sunday, right? So you can change it back before the Steelers kick off against the Seahawks. Oh, geez. No, we're not doing that. I like my profile picture. My avatar. It's, 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 it, it would it, look better, though, if it was Landry Jones. I'm just no, saying. it would not. It would, I'm just it, saying. It's, the, it, it's that bad that I would, I would know I'm not doing that. Woo! <laughs> funny guy, funny guy. No, we're not doing that. Not in, not, not in my house. <laughs> uh, John writes in, with Coach Tomlin's history with running backs, I think James Conner could be 2019 rushing champ. Best O-line in football. Roosevelt Knicks clearing out your thoughts. And the reason I bring this up is we really haven't talked a lot about, you know, James Conner this game. This is his first time starting or ever playing, I think, against the Patriots. So, uh, you know, last year with Jalen Samuels having so much success, First of all, what are you looking for from James Conner in this game? And second of all, could James Conner be the rushing champion in 2019? I see Conner getting a, get, getting like a good bit of yards. I'd say 70 yards-ish rushing. But he's really going to contribute most in the passing game. Beating the Patriots linebackers, they do not have the cover linebackers. If, if, they can, if the Steelers can catch the, their guys like Dante Hightower out there, I think that I think it's going to put Connor in a very good position to succeed. He's he's becoming a much better receiving back. If he capitalizes on it, I think that's where he hurts the Patriots the most. Uh, but no, I don't see him even finishing. I'd say in the top five in rushing this season. Um, really? I know, yeah, I know that the, the, the Steelers. That's, I know that the Steelers have have arguably the best offensive line in football. But the Steelers aren't going to just go through James Conner. One, they're going to split up the carries with him and Samuels a little bit more than people expect. I know everyone's like, "Well, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, and, and he said he was going to run Willie Parker until yeah. the tires fell off." I'm well, going to say that in about thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, here, here, here's the thing: one, Willie Parker was on fire. I mean, he was coming off a huge 2006 season where if he didn't get hurt in the last couple of weeks, he w- he would have had the rushing title. He, he had the rushing title at the time, yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and so Tomlin inherited that and used that to the best of his ability to keep his young quarterback um, from making too many decisions. Then he got Levy, you know, and then for years, you know, they figured things out. But even when he had Willie Parker, you saw like every year there was at least another guy like Moelle Moore, Rashad Mendenhall. Somebody was getting at least close to 100, 100 carries. Um, and so that kind of prevented in those years of, uh, of of them getting close back to the rushing title. The only reason is it's different with Le'Veon Bell is because Le'Veon Bell is literally the best running back in football for se- for some time. Connor's not. So what 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 percentage split do you expect to see between Connor? Like is it 75-25, 60-40? Like what do you I'd expect that split 30. to be? I'd say 70-30. 70-30. Uh, but but I also see you know being a more balanced attack. 
with 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 how with how they do it. And I don't see them overloading the run. I, I just see too many teams like the Cowboys relying on the run, the Rams with Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey with the Panthers, the Saints with Alvin Kamara. I, I just there's just too many and Saquon Barkley, especially Saquon Barkley with the Giants. There's just too many big name running backs on teams that need to to run the ball that 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 I think will take precedent over Connor. And, uh, and, and and also, I, I still think that Connor really hasn't proven himself to be the elite of the elite type of running back that Le'Veon Bell was. And that's why I was trying to pump everyone's brakes last year when they were saying, oh, he's better. James Connor's better than Le'Veon Bell. He, he, had, he had a few games where he had better numbers. Calm down. Everybody relax. James Connor had a very good season and surprised everyone. No one thought he was capable of doing this except the the, the most diehard of James Connor fans. And that's mostly pit people, H2P. Um, but... Uh, at the same time, Le'Veon Bell did that while everyone was expecting to have to stop him. I would need to see a year where everyone was looking to stop James Conner and him still beating people and beating people in the backfield, not getting to the second level and making people miss, which is what he did a lot of last season. He needs to show that he's the bell cow. And if he does that this year, then next year I'll be like, okay, yeah, put him in that category. But right now he's, he's more, he's, he's a top 10 back for sure. Um, but I think as it stands, he's going to finish uh, maybe like in the six, seven, eight range. I'm probably with you. I, I'm different uh, for different reasons, though. I think the I think this Tomlin is going to go back to his you know his bread and butter here and and run Connor until the wheels fall off. But so I see the running splits as being more like you know ninety ten. But what's going to end up happening is the same thing that always happens to Connor, which is the injury problems that he's had, and I, I do expect that to flare up at some point this season. That'll keep him well outside the, the the range of being the rushing champion. But the one thing, and you talked about this, Chris, his ability to uh, to catch the ball out of the backfield as you know as a receiver, that was huge. You know, I saw this on Twitter tonight. Ben Roethlisberger led the league last year in yards where the ball, where, where the intended air yards were, were negative, meaning that Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Um, so, you know, th- those are throws to James Conner, and Conner was very good in that role last year. I expect he'll be big in this game and throughout the year as an option on offense. We start talking about who's the the number two, you know, the quote-unquote number two receiver on this offense or the number three receiver. I mean, I think James Conner could easily be the third uh, option in this offense throughout the year, uh, and I like him in that role. I think, you know, in this game, I think you're right, probably 70, 80 yards. I don't imagine the Steelers have a big running game in this one like they did last year. Um, you have to imagine that's another thing Belichick's going to kind of tighten up on. So the Steelers, I think, are really going to have to find ways to move the ball that are, you know, not necessarily just going to be through Connor in the in the running game or Juju in the passing game. And that brings us to our last question. Fred writes in: Pick one player on offense, excluding Ben Roethlisberger, and one player on defense who will need to have an exceptional game for the Steelers to win. So let's start with on offense, Chris. Who needs to have an exceptional game? Not Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Someone else. He's to have an exceptional game for the Steelers to win. Hmm. An exceptional game. I guess I would have to go with, I mean, I'd have to go with Connor. If they get the ground game going, it's going to open things up for the Steelers. It's going to force the Patriots to have to start committing. And especially if he gets, gets going with the passing game, I think he can really be a key here. Um, James Washington also comes to mind because if he's going ballistic, then, they're going to be like, oh, crap, we can't keep doubling Juju if this kid's killing us. Um, but I, I think James Conner's the key. They get the run game going. They get him They get him involved in the passing game. It's going to force them to have to consider so many other options, and that opens up the rest of the offense. But uh, at the end of the day, it, it's cheating to not say Ben Roethlisberger because uh, he, he's the guy. 
He needs to not he needs to not throw interceptions in this game. You talked about this earlier, but the turnover battle in this game is going to be so key. The Steelers lost the turnover battle a year ago, right? I mean, they been through two interceptions in that game. Brady threw one. Yep. Um, you know, th- and and they still won. They're, if they lose the turnover battle in Foxborough, I think we can both agree that is a recipe for a loss. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he's got to be. He's got to take care of the football. But outside of Ben, I would say the Steelers need a. Kareem Hunt in this game, right? In that game, you know, the, the, the opener a couple years back when the Chiefs really shocked the Patriots and, and ended up blowing them out in that game. They need, a, they need a guy to come out of nowhere. And for me, that guy is James Washington. Talked about earlier on the podcast. But I think if he has a big game in this one, he looks just like he did in preseason. Uh, that's, that is the recipe for the Steelers to win, is, is have a guy that they can consistently go to that's making plays, like you said, Chris, that all of a sudden makes Belichick uh, rethink and regain plan at halftime for how they're attacking the Steeler offense. That's going to open things up around the offense. That's when you start to get Juju going later in the game, and and this this offense can put up the points it's going to need to score. And by the way, that player could be Dante Moncrief. I bring up Washington because you know right now we you know he's kind of the what have you done for me lately guy. And you know unfortunately for Moncrief, he had the fumble during preseason, only two catches uh, in that game against the Titans. But it could be Moncrief as well. I mean the Steelers need their second receiver, whoever that's going to be, to really step up and have a big game. All right, what about defensively, Chris? Who needs to have a big game? Who needs to have an exceptional game for the Steelers to win? Oh, man. I think they need... And see, exceptional means also production, not just a big performance, not not, not just like doing well for their job. I, I, I think they need Terrell Edmonds to take over the middle of the field. And, and Devin Bush and Mark Barron are absolutely in this category. But if Terrell Edmonds is flying all over the place and breaking up passes... And forcing Brady to 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 pump fake and, and double clutch and hold on to the ball a little bit longer, it's going to give the pass rush more time. And if he can get if he can get an interception, especially an interception or force a fumble and get the ball back for the Steelers and cut some drives off, I think that's the key. I think that's a huge key to victory. Terrell Evans is the guy I'm going with. You stole mine, but don't worry, I have a backup. It's my it's my it's my thing. I like to, I always always got to have a backup here. Like like you know during preseason when uh, when the Devlin Hodges hype train crashed and burned. Just jump off that hype train, jump on the Tuzar Skipper hype train, and we're off and running. Oh, you need uh, the train that I built. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, listen. Hopefully, there was still room. I got on late, but uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad to be glad to be aboard. Week one, you were so busy playing around with the fourth string quarterback, and we, we were in Kansas by the time that you hopped on. So I, I agree with you. Everything you said about Edmonds is absolutely right. He had a fantastic game a year ago. If he can build on that and be even better in this game. You know, I want to see him have like a Darnell. Sa- I know Darnell Savage is on the mind because we're watching this Packers Bears game, but you know those games he, he would have in Maryland where he was just flying around, attacking the ball. You know, getting guys in the backfield as as teams tried to to attack that team horizontally. I would love to see an Edmonds game like that, uh, and we saw a a small part of that a year ago in this matchup. Uh, but I'm going to go with T.J. Watt. You know, and and it's really because this team needs to be able to find consistent pass rush with just four, and he is the key to that. He's the the best Steeler pass rusher. If he can get off the edge and 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 make Brady uncomfortable, especially early, and get Brady thinking about that pass rush, that's going to help this team. As you start to see Brady get some happy feet, Brady at 42 is not mobile in any way, so the Steelers don't have to worry about that. Um, they need to worry about getting Brady uncomfortable and getting the ball out of his hands earlier than he wants. I think that 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 is another recipe for a big Steeler win. All right, Chris, that's it. We got to the end of the mailbag, and that takes us right to Steelers-Patriots on Sunday, the opener. Don't screw this up, Keith Butler. Please prove me wrong. Keith Butler, can we talk for a second? Prove me wrong. Just prove me wrong. Please, one time. I want to come back on this podcast 
and sound like an idiot. That's all I want. That's all I want from this weekend. <laughs> all right, Chris, before we go, let people know they can find your work. As always, find me at, on Twitter at Carter Critiques, where if you follow me, I will follow you back. Hit us with DMs. Hit us at us. We, lo- we love talking with you guys. Thanks so much for being a listener on this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show on whatever podcast service you use. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a nice comment for us. It really helps the show. It helps us make, you know, get better at what we do. Thanks so much. Um, and you can always follow my work at DKPittsburghSports.com, where I got Carter's Classroom Monday through Friday, and we will do a Saturday this this, this week to get you ready for the Patriots. Um, but we'll have we, we'll have all the time breaking down the X's and O's today. We got Tom Brady and why he loves his running backs so much. See the X's and O's. See the specifics that the Steelers need to watch out for and how they can counter it on DKPittsburghSports.com. But right now, you can get get a special deal until kickoff Sunday night. We have $20 for the entire year, not just Steelers season, the NFL draft, the, the Penguin season, and baseball season. You'll get it all for just $20 for DKPittsburghSports.com. If you go right now and check out our special, we got the locker room talk. We got the film room talk. We got it all at DK Pittsburgh Sports. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. And Chris and I will be back on Monday to recap Steelers Patriots right here on Locked on Steelers.